welcome back to your Creeping Me Out podcast. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, I'm Maria. And I'm Jessica. And I, again, don't remember. Is this episode five, six? <laughs> yeah, I think we ask this every time and I do not remember. I'm so bad at it. I, yeah, I think we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty far into things now. I have baby brain Seven. still. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Well, we actually have a guest today, and we're really excited to introduce you to um, our guest. So we'll just jump right in. Uh, Her name is Sterling Moon. She is a tarot reader, medium, folk magician, paranormal investigator, and has a 20-year career as a professional advocate for victims of survivors of crime. Um, And in 2022, she made the move to full-time spiritual slash magical work and wrote her first book, which is Talking to Spirits, a medium or a modern medium's practical advice for spirit communication. And this will be uh, published in February of 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, Sterling also has classes to help you learn divination, mediumship, build a community and grow your spiritual practice. Uh, She also has a new podcast. Um, it's called A Magical World with Sterling Moon. So welcome, Sterling. We're so excited welcome. to have you. Thank you. I appreciate, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I will say, I I don't know if I would call myself a paranormal investigator. I always say, because I'm always <laughs> just like, I don't know if I could ever say that I investigate. I'm more of like a paranormal explorer, explorer. and toodler. I feel like yeah. I borrow a lot of like the things from the investigation world, but like, I'm just, sometimes I'm like, I don't deserve, I can't, title. <laughs> I don't do, I don't do investigation. Although I do a lot of, can I swear on, can I swear oh, on this? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. Exactly. I do yeah. a lot of creepy shit. So like, yeah. well, a lot of <laughs> spooky, spooky stuff. But uh, yeah, anyway. I love that. Thank you. That works too. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. We're happy to have you. Yes, we're really excited. Um, I mean, we kind of wanted to add more guests onto our podcast and explore with that a little bit. So we're really excited to talk to you a little bit. But um, my first question, because it's holiday season, how are you preparing for this crazy time of year? Do you love it or do you hate it? Oh, I love it. I love Christmas. And, you know, it's funny because um, I feel like Christmas doesn't get the props for being Mm -hmm. a spooky time of year that it really deserves. I mean, this was kind of the original spooky season, you know, starting Mm -hmm. in October through the end of the year and just like all of the... um, you know, there's so many traditions of like telling, you know, sitting around and telling ghost stories mm-hmm. and, you know, family comes together. And also too, we start mm-hmm. talking about stories of our loved ones who have passed. Yeah. And so I absolutely love this time of year. And, and yeah, I also think I'm like, I love it just because I love the seasonal stuff. And mm-hmm, but right. also I think it's, it's spooky. There's some spooky stuff with the Christmas season. Yes. I, I honestly really only know about Krampus and my goal was to kind of learn a little bit more about the creepy season with Christmas because growing up for me, at least it wasn't, it was just Santa. So, (laughs) (laughs) which let's be honest, some random dude who just, you know, hops and breaks into your house and just, you know, leaves some gifts and, you know, pillages some some food from your house. There's some creepiness to that too. There's like the victim advocate brain that starts coming in of like, there's stalking, there's breaking and entering, but but you're also, you get gifts. So it's complicated. Yeah. It's a complicated relationship with Santa. 
Yeah. I love I that. love your dress, by the way. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. So I was telling, um, for, for those folks who are listening, I was telling, um, I, I, I was telling Maria and Jessica that I am my office, my private office is located in a lovely little metaphysical shop that's called Ritual Craft. And they have an, a great online store and they're they're located in Denver or excuse me, in the Denver area in a little suburb called Wheat Ridge. And one of the things that they do every year is they have um, Polaroids with Krampus. And I happen to, yeah, I've had like the best day. I got to do a couple tarot readings. Aww. I did a haunted house consultation with, with someone earlier, got to go duck out and um, <laughs> take my Polaroids with Krampus. And I'm dressed in a very festive Amazing. seasonal dress. I am wearing a Christmas corsage. There was a Santa yes. hat involved. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I'm having a great day. Very like, appropriate spooky weekend. Christmas day. Yes, I love it. I love that too. Well, that kind of segues my next question. Can you talk a little bit more in depth about your career as a tarot reader, medium, paranormal, creepy investigator, I guess you could say, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and your professional career as a, you know, advocate for the victims? I'm curious about Um, all of that. It has been a hell of a ride. So um, we'll kind of start with where start at the beginning. Um, yeah. You know, so I grew up in a home that had violence, you know, families mm-hmm. are complicated. Um, and my family, you know, my parents were career artists and um, made really, really beautiful art. I, I lived primarily, I was born in Colorado, but then we moved to New Mexico and my parents were a big part of the art scene in Santa Fe in the eighties, which was pretty, pretty, pretty special. And also, you know, my father was an alcoholic. He was pretty abusive and, you know, my intuition really cropped up at an early age as a way to like, keep me safe. And, you know, I could tell my mom with like very high levels of accuracy, like there's going to be a blow up tonight and things like that. And, and also, you know, New Mexico is, I don't know if either of you have spent time in New Mexico. Um, yeah. So Jessica's nope. nodding, nodding her head. Yeah, so a little it's bit. a special place. I mean, there it's called, you know, it's, it's nickname or the, the state motto is it's the land of enchantment for folks who are from there and sometimes try to leave. Sometimes it's called like we joke that it's the land of entrapment. Like it will either oh, uh, it'll keep you there until it is ready to let you go, or if you are not meant to be there long term, it will spit you out. Like New Mexico is a really special place. It's got some spooky history of its own. Yeah. Um, but, My husband's uh, family actually, uh, his parents lived there for a long time, but that's all I have oh. connection to it. <laughs> yeah. What part of New Mexico were they from? What did they live? Oh God, I don't know. No, it's okay. It's fine. It's a, I can't it's a remember. State, and there's a lot of yeah. really small towns in there too. So, um, you know, I definitely had a, like, so my parents were, because they were artists, they, um, they, they were part of, sorry, this is like, we're kind of going off on a little tangent no. here, but it feels relevant. Yeah. So they got their start, um, primarily having their jewelry in a gallery called the Horwich Gallery. And it was owned by a woman named Elaine Horwich and her husband, Arnie. And they had this big old mansion. It was this old governor's mansion. My parents were caretakers. And so we got to like live on the grounds, take care of the place. And my parents were able to make their jewelry and have it there. And so it's a really special, I mean, we lived in this little Adobe trailer down by the horse barns, but then in the winter, we got to live in the big house in air quotes. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was where that place was interesting. It had definite Mm -hmm. vibes. We, the, the story and my mom told me, um, I don't know if it's confirmed or not, was 
that there was a, one of the former owners had hung himself from a balcony that was, there was this big grand living room and there was a staircase that would take you up into the balcony. And when I was little, I remember always hating that staircase because it would feel clammy and it would just, something just didn't feel right. And it turns out that that's supposedly where he had hung himself. And anyway, lots of spooky stories from there. So, I mean, it started like early on. Yeah. Fast forward to when I was like in high school and then heading into early college, I was living in Laramie, Wyoming with my family. And that's where the University of Wyoming is. And that's really where I reached out for help for the first time for some of the things going on in my family, a wonderful nonprofit called the Albany County Safe Project. I ended up going on to volunteer there when I was 20. I ended up getting hired there when I was 24 as their outreach coordinator. So like doing prevention education in the schools, but also doing, you know, direct kind of direct work with people who'd experience harm. And I just fell in love with the work. I went to Minnesota and got a master's degree in advocacy and political leadership, got to do a lot of really like good work that I'm very proud of, and then came to Colorado. And, you know, I, I did I did more like kind of leadership style stuff, political advocacy, a lot of work at the Capitol. And then throughout all this, so I moved to Colorado in 2010 with this big girl job that's starting to like, you know, get me a little bit more um, doing more leadership stuff. And then in 2013, I start this quiet little business called Sterling Moon Tarot. I had been reading tarot since 1995. And um, I started reading and teaching professionally in 2013 and kind of kept mm-hmm. it on the, um, you know, on the down low. And it just kept growing. And at a certain point, I realized I was getting pretty damn burned out of what I had been doing. I wasn't having the impact exactly that I wanted to anymore. And it was just all of a sudden, I was like, I think I could do this full time. Mm -hmm. And I took the plunge and here I am. It's been since May. That was long-winded. Sorry. No, (laughs) no. no. I love it. Love it. Can I ask how how did you kind of build your so you you kind of expressed how you have you know or you had some of those intuitive feelings growing up how did you sort of build upon that how did you kind of get to where you are now as far as reading tarot and and all of that well I was given my first tarot deck when I was fifteen mm-hmm. and I was hanging out with um, I always say Maria Cardona if you are listening to this. Your sister, Andrea, changed my life. Um, We were hanging out at Maria's house and her sister, who was like, you know, the cool big sister, Mm -hmm. she said, was like, you know, I think I I have something that I think you'd you'd like. And she took me upstairs and she gave me this old uh, Smith Rider weight tarot deck, you know, the classic tarot deck. And said, I think you'd be good at this. And I brought it home and, you know, my mom is great. And she, I showed it to her and this was pre-internet. You know, this is pre, and I lived way (laughs) out in the country. I think we maybe had dial up, but it wasn't something that I even like used. I wasn't even like familiar with it. And so uh, my mom went and got me a book. It wasn't the best book in hindsight, but I just started Mm -hmm. practicing and I just kind of like tried to feel it out. Like I remember spending time looking at the cards and just like looking at them and, and noting what I felt from them. And for a long time, just intuitively feeling it out was a big part of it. When I was in Duluth, I took my one and only tarot class, and it was with this woman named Lady O'Collett, who she's like, <laughs> just, oh, she's, if you look up Lady O'Collett of Sounds Duluth, very Minnesota, eccentric. she is, oh, she, 
Amen. And she is larger than life and taught just a beautiful tarot class that just really changed my life. I went, and when I started teaching, I even got a reading with her and I, I mentioned to her, I said, you know, I was, this is not copying your class, but it's definitely inspired by like the way that you teach. And she gave me her blessing to go forward. And so, you know, how I've gotten to where I'm at now, where I can be full-time is just a lot of like dedicated, loving practice a lot of learning, you know, I'm yeah. always investing in my learning and just, I think it also helps my background with under, you know, understanding trauma yeah. and working with people in trauma because it is, um, I still have a heart for that. And so a lot of the people that come to me, you know, often do have some of those same stories. And so I'm able to be, I feel like that helps me to, I've got the woo woo, I've yep. got the intuitive side, yep. but I've also got the, like the grounded kind of yeah. mundane skills that help. I don't know. Hopefully that helps to yeah, answer that. That's wonderful. I have a tarot deck and I, I'm trying so hard to learn it. I just, <laughs> I feel kind of like stupid when I'm, when I'm using it, but I still, for some reason have that uh, kind of pull towards it. So mm-hmm. I'm still, send me, send me your, send me both of your addresses. I'd be, I wrote yeah. a little, a little booklet, okay. a little tarot 101 zine. Um, It was like basically started out as like my little collection of like tarot meetings. And Mm -hmm. then I ended up, I started teaching tarot 101 classes and I have like a little, it's like a little pocket guide to tarot. So a lot of people find it helpful. So I'd be happy to send send you both a copy. Awesome. Awesome. I'll take it. Thank you. You are so welcome. Well, my next question, you had mentioned you did a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Oh, a consultation with somebody about a haunting in their house. Can you go more into that side of your profession? Absolutely. So, you know, I'm a medium. I talk to dead people and spirits (laughs) of the natural world and other types of spirits as they kind of come into my, my, uh, my realm or my vision. And, you know, it's really common for me to get people who reach out who are like, there's something happening in my home. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I, you know, I'm giving a nod to like the paranormal investigation world, because I kind of grappled with this. And there's been times that I've charged Mm -hmm. for that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I will help people like with actual like in rare cases, I will help people by going to their homes and like giving them some suggestions and things like that. Um, But I often find that one of the things that will be on my website in the new year is a way for people to just book a free consultation. Because I feel like one of the things that often people need to do is just talk it out. And every, I mean, you all know this, every single haunting is different, right? Mm -hmm. And there's different, not everything is a spirit of, you know, the dead. It's not everything's a demon. (laughs) Not everything's a demon. Not every, sometimes, you know, I mean, we, I'm in the traditions that I work in, like we look at things like elemental spirits and things like that. And so, and for me, I'm not always going to be the best person to help somebody with a haunting because, you know, my background is like, I come at it, at it as a medium and a folk magician, which the difference is spirits are a part of how we do our work. Mm-hmm. There are practitioners who would look at a haunting, a haunted house and say, I'm going to come in and clear that space. That mm-hmm. is not how I start. That's not going to be a fit for everyone. And right. so I definitely don't want to charge. And I know most paranormal investigation teams, they don't charge for what they do. And so I want to give a nod to like that, like that side yeah. of it of like offering free advice. But then if you like, you don't want me to do something like come in and cleanse your home for you. Like there, I, this is my job. I still need to get paid. Right. Um, right. But Absolutely. so what, like 
for example, today's without giving any identifying details. Yeah. Today was just a, and really this is how they usually go is like, tell me a little bit about what's going on. Tell me a little bit about how everyone is reacting to what is going on. Um, in this particular situation, there were some folks that were bothered by it. There were some folks where it was like, meh, it just happens. It's just something yeah. that happens. And then there's also the question of what do you want to have happen? Yeah. I yep. do best with people who are open to the idea that a haunted house isn't necessarily a bad house. Um, for me and the places that I have lived, I mean, I've definitely lived in places where the haunting was shitty. There was no yeah. way that it was going to get better. It's mm -hmm. not a great situation. Yeah. And then I've also lived in places where it's like, yeah, there's someone here and they're kind of like a good roommate that I just don't right. see too often and everyone stays in their <laughs> right. lane. And so for me, that's usually my goal is like, how can everybody live harmoniously in the home? Uh -huh. And if that is not possible, let's, then we have to figure something right. else out. That kind so of- So every, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was just gonna say that reminds me, I read, I don't, have uh, you ever watched Kindred Spirits with Amy oh, Bruni? I love, I love, I love them. I love that show. <laughs> I met them last year at Michigan Paracon and it was oh, the best day of my life. Um, shout out I to them. That. But I just read her book recently and Ooh. that's kind of how she it like goes about it is, not everybody needs to be crossed over and that's not my job to, or our job to determine yes. what if they don't want to be crossed over. So yes. I love that. And that just kind of shed a new light, you know, just in general for me about haunting is like, oh, cause I was raised Catholic. So, <laughs> you know, it's everybody need, you know, goes to the light and all of that stuff, but that's not mm -hmm. accurate. I mean, that's not good for every spirit. So I love that. I love that a lot. Well, and we also have no, I mean, I think that's the other kicker is that the longer I do this work, the more questions that I have. Yeah. And the reality is, is that no, no one is ever going to fully know what happens when we die, what right. all the possibilities are until we cross then. And even after then, we might not fully understand the big, the full big picture. And so mm -hmm. for me, I always wonder like, well, what if there's a reason that they're here? Right. What if they're like, what if they're helping something? What if, um, and I get that feeling too, like I always get a little nervous with, even though I do sp like speak with specific spirits, that's what I help a lot of clients do is to reach out to a specific spirit and try to have a conversation um, to bring healing, to bring closure. Yeah. And, you know, but at the same time, I'm always really honest with my clients that we can, we always have to be very careful and we have to be careful to not get too chummy. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. you know, there are tricksters out there and there are things yes. that can say they are one thing when maybe they are something different. Yep, um, that's true. And that cuts both ways. Sometimes something wants to present itself as very scary and they're just doing that to like protect themselves. And so, yeah, I, know, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, I love that's that. True. That's so interesting. Jessica, do you have, I know you're kind of a little bit more of a skeptic on some points of this. Do you have any questions? No, I'm okay. fascinated beyond belief. This is, <laughs> these are good things. Like these, these are points that I've never considered before. And so I find it really fascinating that, you know, you guys are kind of bringing that into, into my mind. So I'm, I'm, I'm just fascinated. This is great. Great discussion. Well, and it's good to have a skeptical brain. I mean, just it as is. an example, cause it's fresh in my head, the, the yeah. folks I was talking with today, we had one person that's a little bit more, um, you know, intuitive, gifted, honing yeah. those gifts, more of a mm -hmm. believer. And the other person who's a little bit of like, I'm not totally sure what I think about it. And I think mm -hmm. that is such a good balance because 
you know, even for me, I'm always like, have you made sure that the wire, okay, you're having electrical stuff. Is the wiring okay? Right. Have you checked to make sure that is everyone in the house healthy, both physically, Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, mentally, all the things. And, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that people don't often expect that from someone like me. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Cause I, I, and it's that funny balance that I have to tell of like, believing and being open to all the possibilities and also keeping a good head on your shoulders. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I love that that's something that the two of you have in your dynamic too. That yes. That's a good thing. There's a lot of things that, so I feel at my heart that I have a lot of intuitive, there's a Big lot time. of intuition. Yeah, like <laughs> there are things that I can, when you said that there were, you know, things that you could pick up on just intuitively and, and have that, I have those things. I have those moments too. Um, but I think that a lot of my skepticism comes from not understanding it or not like having that full understanding. And so I think that that's where it comes from, um, is, is not really understanding it fully. So yeah, I, even in myself, I've got like these two sides to me that like, (laughs) I don't know why this happened, but I, you know, but I know that it happened kind of thing. So absolutely. And that's what makes life so damn interesting. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I, I did have another question about the paranormal stuff. Did what is like the scariest haunting that you've encountered? Oh goodness. You know, probably there was, let me see which one. I think the one that really got that I would, I don't, I would never want to go back to this place again. Okay. There's two. I'm going to, I'll try to keep it. I'll try <laughs> oh, to keep it yeah, short. One fine. was like, one has such a big question mark. Cause I would, I would actually, I would love to go back and I have tried to find anyone. Anyway, We'll, we'll put, we'll table that one for a moment. <laughs> my husband and I, when he was just my boyfriend, when we moved to Denver in 2010, we lived in um, one of Denver's neighborhoods It's called Baker. And this is like a, it's a neighborhood that's like most of the, there's a lot of really Victorian era houses, you know, they're like in the late 1800s, which, you know, for Denver is pretty old. We have a long history of scraping things and putting up these horrible, cheap looking boxes in their place. But Baker is a historic neighborhood. And my husband and I just like, we love, and there's like a lot of like fun bars and shops and things like that. And so we, we, we wanted to live in that part of town when we first came here. And so we ended up getting a a condo that was in this um, kind of shitty, pardon my language. I have a oh. six-year-old, six and a half-year-old that I'm like, I don't, I try not to swear at home because I get called on it <laughs> yes. all the time. And then, so I, it's like when I'm away from him, I'll be, like, it all comes out. I'll be there um, soon. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it was this place, it was this kind of crappy, like, I don't know, I think there were six units and they were probably built in like the seventies or eighties. Like it did not look like a place that should be haunted. And it was terrifying. So within, uh, it had three levels and my husband and I, you know, we were experiencing very similar things separately and we didn't, weren't talking about it. Cause at the time I wasn't doing this work, you know, I hadn't started my business yet. I was just doing little tarot readings for myself and didn't really even fully understand that some of what I experienced was like mediumship or like spirit contact. Yeah. And I started seeing, I would wake up in the middle of the night with like these flashes of light in front of my face and it would be really cold, 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 cold. And you know, that feeling when somebody's looking at you and especially if they don't like you, like, you know, it's just that foreboding, like, like someone is in this room and they hate me and just that horrible feeling. 
And it was always accompanied by these awful dreams, like dreams about conflict. And this would happen pretty much almost every night. There were also like unabated bug infestations, um, co like cockroaches, like I have never seen before. Oh, we God. could not get rid of them. I mean, and they were everywhere. We had broken oh. pipes. We had things that would get thrown off of shelves in the basement. We had this weird beeping that sounded like when a fire, um, uh, like a smoke alarm, the battery's getting low. Yeah. Yes. And oh, it would me insane. <laughs> oh my gosh, it would, it was insane. And so we, we, it was not coming from our unit. We talked to our neighbors on both sides because we were, mm -hmm. you know, sandwiched in between two other units, wasn't coming from them. And that continued until we moved out. Wow. And um, yeah, it was. So anyway, my husband, he was at the time he was doing data cabling. He has a, elect, um, he does something different now, but he has an electrician's background. He had gone out of town for work and it was like, everything was dialed up while he was gone. And he came home and I just like broke down and I told him all about it. And when I got oh. to the part about the flashing lights, he said, wait, you see them too. Oh, and gosh. so he was seeing them too. And I mean, no. I had been trying to like figure out if it was light coming in through the windows, I'm blacking out the lights. Yeah. I'm trying to do all this stuff nothing, nothing impacted it. So he was experiencing wow. all the same things. And he was also waking up to finding somebody to hearing somebody whisper wordlessly in his ear. Oh, oh. oh my God. And so, um, oh so that gosh. was, and we ended up just moving. Like we ended up yeah, moving, um, <laughs> after one year, <clears throat> we did have one experience because we, so we moved 10 blocks down the exact same street. We were able right. to buy a house and we did have the flat, like a lot of other stuff happened and we, we got a little bit of possible resolution, but I still have a lot of questions, but we had the flashing lights happen on our very first night in our new home and then it never happened again. And okay. so, um, so that was awful because wow. now if that had happened now, I think I would have been able to handle it differently, Yeah. but it also was something, um, that seemed to come and go from the home mm -hmm. and it was, it was not fun. Now, the uh, only other one, and this is one that I actually would go back to, was I had gotten to go to a conference, or it was like, mm -hmm. a, like a little small training, and it was in Austin, Texas, and this was like mm -hmm. in, oh my God, like 2008 or something like that, mm -hmm. and it was at this like Child Protective Services office, but it was on the grounds of this old abandoned like home for disabled youth like youth wow. with like, you know, physical and intellectual disabilities. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're talking like the full Monty, like the, the abandoned hospital, the oh, abandoned gosh. dorms. I found wow. a, like a, a shrine that someone had built that was, um, oh, wow. I mean, so somebody was clearly doing magical work right. there. Yeah. And I, I mean, and so it's like 95 degrees because it's Texas yeah. in the summer. <laughs> and every time we had a break, I was like, I don't care how hot it is. I was like, I went out with like my little, um, cause this is pre, you know, pre phones yes. with nice cam cameras. I had my digital, my digital camera and I'm going out and I'm taking as many pictures as I could. I and I, I kid you not, the, the disc with the pictures disappeared. I still have no idea where it had, where, and I cannot find any record of this place. What? I even oh my last gosh. year, I, I emailed the person who had hosted this training and she was like, why this is a blast from the past. And she, I told her why I was like, listen, I know that you know me through victim advocacy, but I also dabble in some paranormal stuff. And I'm just wondering if you can tell. So she like got the address so for me. I can find no record of it. So I don't know if it's been scraped. I would, that place was terrifying and I would do just about anything to go. Maybe not just, I would, I would be very interested in going back if I could. 
That's fascinating. That is fascinating. I am fascinated with those stories of like, uh, I know you're a, you listen to What's Up Weirdo, right? The podcast. I love, I love What's Up Weirdo. They're the best. But I love John uh, Tenney has a story about visiting a restaurant or something that um, yeah. wasn't there. Like he, I can't remember the details, but same type of thing. It's like I, he just, it wasn't there. And he went yeah. there and he visited the restaurant and all, or the cafe or whatever it was. But I, that stuff just blows my mind. Well, and this one, I thought about one of the reasons, like, you know, why, well, one, there might be the reason that I might can't find anything is it's been so long and it's, po- Maybe it's literally it's possible that it's been demolished. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also, you know, the level, knowing what I know now about magical right. work, you know, when I think back on that shrine, I'm like, somebody probably had some pretty heavy levels of protection. There could be like, you know, ways of you know, there's ways to keep things hidden with magic. And so maybe that's it too. But yeah, I couldn't find, yeah. Anyway, so. Oh my gosh. And you have any listeners from Austin who are familiar with this terrifying place? (laughs) If it still exists, please invite us all there. Yes. And let's go explore and hopefully, hopefully it's all still there. That's so interesting. I always think about that, what, what that might be like to, to remember a place, because I have a lot of like, early, early memories from my childhood, from all the different places that I've visited. And I've, I've kind of been curious about that. Like, what does it look like now? Like, yeah. how, you know, I, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It very interesting. Well, um, I did have a question about before we get to your, your book stuff. Um, and this might be intertwined within that as well, but I'm super interested in the Scandinavian folk magic tradition of trolldom. I need to hear more about this. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to tell you. So <laughs> I had been, by the time I, okay. So in 2016, I got hired on by Ritual Craft where I'm, I rent my office now. Um, at the time I had gotten hired on as um, a house tarot reader. I thought I was just, there was something seriously wrong with me because I had a five, Maria, you'll relate to this. I had a four month old baby at home (laughs) and I did, you know, I was back to work and I had literally, I had been planning on letting my, um, my business fold because my website domain was, had, was going to expire. And I remember telling my husband, I think, I think I'm just going to let Sterling Moon Tarot, like it was a nice little chapter. And I think I'm ready to just like, let it be done. And then someone tagged me in a post on Facebook saying that Ritual Craft was looking for new, um, for new readers. And so I was like, what the heck? You know, I'd been there once. It was super cute. I got hired. I was reading every other Sunday. And, you know, I, the, the more that I was there, the busier that I got. And it would, um, I would sometimes, you know, have a shift where I'd be reading for like nine people. Like I'd just be doing them back to back to oh, back. Wow. And I started to notice that things were happening. You know, I was like, sometimes it feels like there's like these messages are coming from different places. And, and then I also started to wonder, I'm like, with tarot, yeah, you know, maybe just like the meaning is the cards each have a meaning that's really beautiful. And maybe you shuffle them and just it's random and it presents a, a fresh way of looking at a problem. But for me, I was like, no, sometimes like literally someone is talking to me. And then I also started, I mean, I started getting sick because of the number. I, I just really started burning out. And I was like, something is going on with me. Yeah. So I pumped the brakes and I started like, you know, having scaling back the number of people I was reading for in a day. I started really analyzing what is happening here? Like, and I started to realize that sometimes the spirit, like I was, I was speaking with spirits. Sometimes they were spirits of like, 
you know, I'm a big believer that we all have guides, you know, we have our higher yeah. selves, we have ancestors, we have loved ones who passed on who, mm-hmm. whether they're dead or alive, family is family, and they all right. have opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> I realized I was like, I can figure this out. And so, you know, I'm working full time, I've got this little baby, I've got this, you know, extra side hustle. And then most of my free time, I'm spending tootling around haunted places and trying to like, figure out like what is what is happening to me because the other part too is my gifts didn't really come in fully until after I had my son I got pregnant at 35 then I had my child and it was like the whole everything cracked open so crazy yeah well I mean childbirth changes but I was today I was let me just say this one thing today I was thinking this I was like I am not the same person I was before I had her on many levels but my my mind is different like yeah. and I don't know how to explain it yet I, I feel sort of like I'm going through a midlife crisis but yeah. <laughs> but not really like I don't really know how to explain it but that's really crazy that you say that because earlier I was like a lot of people things change for them after they have kids and I've heard mm-hmm. similar stories so that's really interesting yeah I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down and for me that was just the that was part of it was all of a sudden it was like these things that had been kind of strong, you know, that were kind of there. It was just dialed up afterwards. So I'm like, great. I'm either going (laughs) to, and I really did start to question whether my mental health was okay. And so I mean, it was making sure I was healthy and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted, but I'm I'm okay. So there must be something else. So I, you know, at that point I was learning with a woman um, named Danielle Battagione with uh, her business is called Ripple and Knot. She was my first magical teacher. She's wonderful. And she's also um, a gifted medium as well. But so, yeah, I'm like wandering around all these haunted places. And I was being pretty like rude, frankly. I was like yelling, like, you know, I know you can hear me mentally. And, you know, let's show yourself. And <laughs> I ended up bringing something home with me. And Danielle is the one who helped me to uh, get rid of it because it was pretty nasty. It was the, one of the first times that I scared myself of like, Oh, I need to actually, and she, she told me, she's like, you need to treat your gifts with more reverence. And I was like, I okay. scared myself because this is, I, this is not just me. This is my baby. This is my husband, right. this is my animals. Like this is not, this is not just me. Yeah. So at that point I'm, you know, trying to be more responsible, but I'm still teaching myself. And, um, a friend of mine, was studying trolldom and she started like was sharing a lot online about like trolldom's philosophy on working with spirits of the dead and the ways that you know you they can you know be attached to objects and the ways that you can work with spirits and just I can't remember all the details but I remember just having that moment of like ping yeah that's what I need Mm -hmm. and so I asked her would you be willing to talk with me and she said you know I'll do you one better my teacher um, is taking a new apprentice in the beginning of the mm-hmm. year. And so his name is Johannes or Johannes uh, Bjorn Gardbach. He is just a, he's an expert in trolldom. He lives in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a really, it's funny because he, the, this, his magical clout, he, he comes off, he's such a normal guy too. You know, he's a husband and a father and like, you know, and all this stuff. Um, incredibly powerful magician, but also like a really normal dude, like in the same, you know, (laughs) same breath. And so I started um, taking classes with, with him virtually. I get up at 440 every Wednesday, starting in January of 2020. And then two months later, we all know what happened, right? (laughs) And so for me, the extra time that, or, you know, the extra time that I was home, you know, I was just getting up really early and I was just practicing all these lessons, which, 
you know, I, I get really uncomfortable sometimes speaking to the ins and outs of trolldom because I'm, I'm very much a guest at the table. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that is like a living tradition. And so I'm always really mindful that like, yes, I studied it for two years. It's, it's crucial to how I practice and I'm still a guest at the table. Uh, but anybody who's listening, who's curious, please look up Johannes Bjorn uh, Gardbach. And he has a wonderful book on trolldom. That's super, super cool. Awesome. It's like all like old recipes and formulas and spells um, oh. from the trolldom tradition. And yeah, it's super mm-hmm. cool. But for me, the way that it, it clicked for working with spirits was one, not all spirits are spirits of the human dead. Even the nastiest of them can still be spoken to, like diplomacy can still get you a long way. Yeah. Um, they can be used, they can turn into allies because mm-hmm. sometimes even like his, you know, for example, sometimes really nasty spirits, you know, and they might be categorized as demons in some like religious traditions. They can even be, you know, you can give them tasks. If they mm-hmm. have, if they just want to be nasty, Let's say you have a spirit that wants to be really nasty, like the one in that apartment that I told you about. Yeah. I often think about how I hope I never run into him again because he was awful. But if I ever did, I'm just like, you know, maybe a task for him would be like, you want to scare people. Why don't you maybe go scare folks on this block who are breaking into cars every single night? There you go. Mm-hmm. Go give them a t- Anyway. So those are some of the ways that troll okay. them like will kind of look at spirits and they can be allies. They can be um, approach it with diplomacy don't get, we don't, we don't freak out about like even the nasty ones, but yeah, mm-hmm. trolldom is amazing. That's so oh. interesting. Definitely going to read up a little bit more about that. Cause yeah. I've never heard of it before. His um, there's classes as well that he teaches. And I believe the website for that is like nordicmagic.com. Okay. Nordic dash nordic hyphen magic.com, but awesome. really, really good stuff. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we, my next question, Jessica, do you have anything else that you want to uh, ask? Um, no, not so far. I've been okay. kind of piping in here and there. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Okay, so now we're going to get to your book. So yeah. let's hear a little bit about that. When did you start thinking that you were going to write a book? What kind of led you to that? So, so I had been studying with Johannes for over a year and a half. And at a certain point, he said, I come to my, my lesson one morning and he says, you have been studying with me for a long time. <laughs> and it's time for you to start. I don't remember how it went, but basically I, I just remember saying, I was like, are you firing me as your student? He's like, wait, no, I'm grad. He's like, I'm graduating you. He's like, you're graduating it's time for you. You're, gra- you're graduating. And I think it's time for you to start thinking about how you can take this information and make it your own. Yeah. And, um, I don't, I am like, when I'm like, get attached to people. I'm like, we are going to be friends and we are going to know each other for life. So anyway, I don't, I don't handle these kinds. So anyway, I don't handle these conversations well. So my next lesson was my final one. And he said, he started off by saying, can you please explain to me what it was I told you last time? I said, you are not firing me as your student. You are graduating me. And he was like, thank you. And so I was left, I was left without a mentor and I really felt a little, you know, and I was already at that point doing mediumship with clients. Like I was definitely the way that I read tarot is very much calling to, you know, spiritual teams. Like it's not just about the cards for me. So all this was very much translating into my, my work, but there was, I was still really having to kind of find my own way. And so one of the things that I did was I decided to give myself a damn break and I decided to let myself have what has always been one of my comforts is I started letting myself just lean back into watching paranormal shows. And it got me to start reflecting on 
all of the ways, I mean, my family has gone and my mom and my stepdad have been together for 20 years and we've always gone to haunted places, ghost tours, you know, and my mother and I, even before my father, my father passed away um, in 2002. And so, um, you know, even when my dad was alive, you know, we were always going to stay at like haunted bed and breakfast and stuff like this. And so we didn't have cable when I was growing up. And so I never really got to watch these. I didn't realize that like ghost house hunters was a thing until I discovered (laughs) discovery plus. Yeah. And so um, I let myself just start like binging on discovery plus. And I was like, you know, I remember doing this stuff and look at all these new tools that weren't around when we were doing this. And I started to say, I wonder I wonder if, you know, I could use, what would spirit boxes look like in mediumship? What would a K2, what would it be like to have a K2 meter, right. you know, just kind of sitting with me while I do tarot readings or like, you know, working with clients, like what my husband got me a REM pod, pod for my birthday in 2021. Oh. I was like, I, I've got some good toys. Cause I had, a, I didn't realize <laughs> I was going to be quitting my other job. So for right. a while where I, had, I was like, <laughs> I could spend some money on some like fancy toys, which yeah. I'm very grateful for now dowsing rods are like my favorite, you know, Those are very my dowsing rods and my REM pod and my K2 are like some of my favorite things. So I started just experimenting and I started taking note of what worked and what didn't. And I also started thinking about what do I wish that I had known then? And I'm, as I'm like, you know, sketching all this out, I'm like, wait, this is starting to look kind of bookish. And yeah. I realized that, you know, I don't know if either of you are familiar with like the big red book, the Cunningham, you know, the, the book of spirit communications. I don't think so. Scott Cunningham wrote a book. It's pretty controversial. Some people like, like it, some people hate it, but there's like a big book on blue book on witchcraft. And, and there's also one mm. big book of spirit communications. I, I think it's interesting, but it's also from like, you know, 40, 30, yeah. 40 years ago, right? Maybe even longer. And there, I couldn't really find anything that was like just a broad brush overview. And so I started writing and I discovered that um, Llewellyn Worldwide, which is the publisher that I'm working with to get this out into the world, they, Mm -hmm. they accepted, you know, pitches from just first time authors. And I decided, what the hell, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna see what happens. And I was, I got signed with them in late 2021 and Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just been kind of a kind of a journey. And so, oh, so what cool. it covers is yeah. gosh, every it's it's definitely my blend, which is folk magic, classic mediumship techniques and some paranormal, you know, air quote investigation <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it covers everything from the different types of spirits and some, you know, tips for interacting. Um, some suggestions from the folk magic world, which is really starting with your ancestors, starting with, you know, folks who are safe um, as some of those first spirits you can interact with. My steps of spirit communication and also cleansing, how to hold a seance, how to hold a virtual seance, um, bells and whistles, which is all the tools that you can use, ethics, which I talk about, you know, um, how to find it because some you will some in your head. <laughs> um, yep. if you're messing with this stuff and so um you know how to find an ethical spiritual worker um how to conduct yourself ethically we talk about the ethics mm-hmm. of the savior mentality when it comes to wanting to cross spirits over graveyard mm-hmm. et- etiquette and how to recognize scammers in the in the world as well yeah so yeah. that's a big so that's one that's kind of like the big the broad brush of what it is wow. that's so exciting I cannot wait to read it I think that yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> yeah, congratulations Yay. for yes, you know, working with that. That's awesome. 
Thank so, you. It's, so where it's can labor, we labor love? Yeah. Yeah. How can we find it? Oh, thank you. Yeah. How to, <laughs> how to find things. That's always an important thing. So right now, um, you can pre-order it um, through like the big boxes. I've, you know, you can go straight to Llewellyn, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, so you can order it, pre-order it through Llewellyn. You can pre-order it through Amazon or Barnes and Noble. If you go to my website, which is sterlingmoontarot.com, there's a tab that says new book, Talking to Spirits. And it awesome. has all of those, um, those spots linked there as well. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. 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 So, and one last thing too, is you started a new podcast. You just put out your first episode. So what are we going to, what are you going to talk about on there? So that's a little, it's a little bit different because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I spent 20 years as an advocate for, you know, victims and survivors in crime because I wanted to make the world a little bit better, you know, yeah. grassroots activism and, you know, trying to be a positive force for change has been really important to me. And when I started, this work full time, I had a total crisis of faith where I'm like, am I not making the world better anymore? And I realized that no, you know, this work is important. People's healing is important. And also the weirdos are important, yeah. you know, that there is a lot of different ways to make the world better. And there's kind of the professions that we always like being working in a domestic violence and sexual assault program, you know, that's very, you know, again, air quotes, noble work. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. And I think like, look at the way that paranormal folks, that they preserve history, right? Mm -hmm. You learn about history when you, when you get into the paranormal, you know, yeah. you want to work with people like with mediumship, that's often helping people with trauma and grief, yeah. right? Like chair readings are a way to help people like, you know, move through stagnation. And mm -hmm. also, so a lot of like the, the podcast will have be interview focused um, mm -hmm. interviews with people that I see that I am inspired by who are making the world better in unconventional ways. So there will be magicians, mm -hmm. but there will also be artists and weird yeah. scientists and probably some paranormal folks and also just some silly stuff. Like I've got some really like, but it's, it's just, I'll admit it's, it's a part of me where it's an opportunity to get together with people that I love, who I don't get to talk to long yeah. enough to get them to talk about themselves. Cause yeah. the coolest <laughs> people are like the quietest about yep. the things that they do. Yeah. And, um, and also too, just some silly outlets for things that like, you know, I don't want to just have reserved to social media anymore. Right. Yeah. So that's so, so exciting. Yeah, we'll see how long it goes, but for right now, it's pretty fun. The, the, intros out the first real episode is going to be coming out on um i believe it's the the 23rd so great so exciting awesome. thank you so much for letting me talk about that oh of course <laughs> and i was gonna go back you said you started watching ghost shows what's your favorite ghost show oh hunter I show love, <laughs> i love kindred spirits i love um I love ghost brothers. They are so, oh, I love them too. And they are just, and they're so needed, you know, they I love are. portals to hell. I will say, um, you mentioned, uh, John Tenney. What was his, his oh. ghost stalkers? Yeah. I hate Mr. Mr. Tenney, if you ever hear this, it's a terrible name, <laughs> but you know, I do actually feel like when I watch ghost stalkers, I'm like, did portals to hell kind of rip off that concept? Oh. Like, um, it's uh, so that was I, I really enjoy John Tenney's show, even though it was only on for one season. I can't remember his mm -hmm. co-host, uh, his like co-investigator's name, but he's he's his scream 
is I like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so, it's pretty great. So really just anything. And I, I mean, I love, how can you not love Jack Osborne and Katrina I know. Weidman? And I love anything them too. like Michelle Belanger is like, oh the best yeah. On. She's like, amazing. I love her. So yeah. amazing. So amazing. <laughs> I, I was a member of her Patreon for a while there. And it was, yeah. I had to like kind of take a break from following too many other mediums while I was <laughs> writing my book. Cause I didn't want to be, I because sometimes we can subconsciously borrow. Yeah. And I yes. wanted to make sure I was being really conscious of like my own work, but, yep. but, but yeah, mm-hmm. Michelle Belanger has a killer Patreon as well. She's yeah. so intelligent. I love, I just love listening so. to her on podcasts and watching her on the, on the shows. She's, she's very cool. But, so cool. Awesome. Well, and then yeah. my last question is just what, where, what do you have coming up? Are you going to be anywhere? Do you have, aside from your book, obviously, yeah. um, any classes or anything like that coming up? I do have a couple of classes coming up. So let's see in January. I'm, I realized that, um, so I have a school that I started in 2021 called the Sterling Moon Divination Academy, and it's all virtual. And I have two programs, Prophecy Posse, where I really focus on teaching tarot and divination and then kind of taking what you learn from tarot and then getting to move beyond using the cards because you don't really need them at a certain point. Yeah. And, um, and then I have Modern Mediums, which I teach uh, mediumship. And I, I just started having in-person retreats this past year. I had my first one mm-hmm. at this great little haunted boutique hotel called the Black Monarch in Victor, Colorado. But amazing. I realized I didn't have anything for those people who were like brand new. Yeah, And so I have a cute little program called Building Blocks. Mm. I like a campy name. I 100% (laughs) picked this name so I could call us all babies. I love it. This is meant for (laughs) spiritual babies. That's right. So this is like three weeks, three classes, six hours of education, but also a lot of like journal prompts and like, you know, opportunities Mm. to work with your classmates on figuring out what a spiritual practice could look like for you, connecting with your spiritual team. So just those really gentle first steps that I know can be really, it can feel overwhelming getting started. And I've always approached the way that I teach is wanting to make it easier for people than it was for me, which was just like, let's just dive into the deep end and really like practically drown like different times. Like I would like to that not to happen. So anyway, um, there's a soft launch of that going on right now. We start in January and all the info, there's some information on my website right now, which is um, Mm sterlingmoontarot.com. So I have that. And honestly, between that, my normal, like, you know, readings with, I see, you know, have clients and all of that. I am just ready to close out the year quietly. I'm ready for some downtime. I've worked yes. my ass off. like the spooky babes for spooky people. Yes. <laughs> spooky season starts in like end of July. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yep. I have just been, I have just been hustling and moving since the end of July and I'm ready to like, take some yeah, that's off, right. To be honest. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I love it. Well, that's yeah. so fun. Um, I don't think I had anything else for you. I am so happy that you were able to come and we could get this yes. together and have our first guest. So, um, yes. Anything yeah. else? Anything else, Jessica? No, I'm just, I, I'm so thankful. Thank you for coming on. And it's just been honestly a pleasure to meet you and hear about your life and your yeah. practice and all of that. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, I love that too. So one just last question for you. What's your yeah. favorite haunted place in Michigan? Oh, oh gosh. let's see. So my favorite 
haunted spot and I've only been there once so I don't really know if I have much much to say about it but the Traverse City State Hospital mm. is wow. um it's up north in Traverse City and mm-hmm. I have I have family that lives there Jessica does too actually yeah. and we've been actually talking about going there for years but we still have not gone mm. to do the like they have these tours and the this whole, yeah so the hospital is abandoned. Well, most of it's abandoned still. Mm-hmm. And part of it has been redone into shops. And, like, it's really cool. It's really pretty. And yeah. um, But they do tours. And it was a, I guess, wasn't it like an insane asylum, Jessica? I think so, yeah. I, I think that, that's what my sister said. Like back in the, you know, 50s when they did all that crazy stuff yeah. um, to people, yeah. <laughs> like lobotomies and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah that type of place, but they have like tunnels under underground that go from one spot to the other because it's very big. And yeah. um, they do haunted like uh, ghost tours down there. So mm. I've been wanting to go there forever. Lots of crazy stories. There's a tree there that they call the Porto, uh, is it the Porto to Hell, I think? Yeah, I oh think my so. Goodness. Or the hell tree or something? I can't remember. I just heard about that this past week where there was... Did you? A, I mean, this is so dark. So, you know, content warning for oh, you're fine. your listeners. But this is the one where it is like a... There was like a serial killer, correct? That was like... There might have been. Anyway, that I feel familiar. I just heard about like a hell, like a devil tree or something I, like that recently. And that maybe might be there's the more than thing. one. There might be, yeah. but that does sound familiar. It does sound but, familiar to me too. Ooh, well, that's yeah. a good one. I'll have to put that in my back pocket. Thank you. Sorry. Oh, yes. You're wrapping no. up. I'm like, wait. No, I no. <laughs> I love that. Do you have any other questions for us? No, but Jessica, do you have another place or do you also feel like Travis? Oh, yeah. Sorry. And... <laughs> I just... Well, I agree with Maria. That one is a really good one. But I, I think that a lot of my fascination with, you know, haunted locations around the state is really, um, the, we have a lot of lighthouses. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. And there are several lighthouses that good one. I think, you know, could be could be very haunted. I just get this creepy feeling every time I, I drive past them every once in a while. And so there's several of them, but the ones that I'm referring to are mostly on um, the east side of the of the state. So on the opposite end of where Ma- Maria is located. Yeah, in the thumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where that's where I'm from. So um, I've kind of grown up around a lot of those lighthouses. And so those ones are very fascinating to, to kind of go in and see. Um, definitely creepy. <laughs> Ooh, well, all right. Yeah. I'm putting all that in my back pocket for when I get to travel back there. So definitely, definitely. You know, this is so funny yeah. because I have a book sitting next to me that I've been trying to read for months, but it's called the last of the moon girls. And, um, this just reminded me of you Sterling because <laughs> moon, but it's a family, their last name is moon and they, um, they're, I think they're gifted healers and they, they're like the legacy of their family was um, it very kind of strange according to some people. So I think this is more of a witchy book, but um, mm. like the grandmother dies. So the granddaughter has to go back to the home and kind of pick up the pieces. There was also like a murder in it and stuff. So that book just reminded me because moon, but well, <laughs> it's actually well, a really good book. I might have to might have to pick that up. I've been, mm-hmm. um, gosh, I've been reading for the first. I'm trying to become a more well-rounded weirdo, and so I've been reading about the Same. Benny and Barty Hill ex- oh, um, yeah. alien abduction. And so that's oh, once I finish terrifying myself through that, I might have to pick that up because I'll need some. I'll need a fictional palate yes. cleanser. Yes. <laughs> so, 
I love my it. apologies. I can, I lose no. time. I always have to have a timer on oh. when I have client appointments. <laughs> You're totally fine. You're totally fine. I just yeah. have to go give my baby a bath and put her to bed. Yes, you so. do. <laughs> baby but, bath time. Always, yep. always cute and sometimes like traumatic for oh, everyone involved. She but. loves it. She loves it. But yes, I end up getting a bath as well because she splashes so much. <laughs> <sighs> But anyway, well, well thank, well, thank you. you so yeah. much. It was a delightful to chat with you. And you I'm, sure, I'm sure. We'll, and seriously, send me your, if you want a copy of my zine, I will. send me your address and I'm happy to send you a copy. I will do I that right that. after this. <laughs> yeah, you thank bet. Thank All you right, so well, you have much. a good night. I'll see you soon. Have Bye. a good Christmas. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening to our episode with our first guest, Sterling Moon. We had so much fun talking with her and learning about all the fun stuff that she does and has to offer. I listed everything we talked about in the show notes so you guys can easily find everything. Um, And as always, you can email us at ycmopod at gmail.com. If you have an experience that you want to share with us, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at ycmopod and then If you feel so inclined, please give us a five-star review and share with your friends. Um, Thank you again so much for listening.